to go blue crew today we're gonna follow suit with the rest of the college football world and maybe even the sports world really as long as there's uh, not much else happening and turn our attention to the ohio state buckeyes we're Urban Meyer is under a lot of pressure right now on administrative leave because it is alleged that he knew as far back as 2015 that a uh, an assistant coach of his was abusing his wife, and if he knew, then didn't take the appropriate steps. And uh, Zach Smith's that coach who was fired recently, and Urban Meyer talked about it at the Big Ten Media Days and uh, brushed it aside, said he didn't know anything. And Brett McMurphy, all credit to him, an unemployed former ESPN journalist has been leading the story from his Facebook. It, uh, Derek, have you checked anything out on his Facebook? Yeah, I have. And it just, it's just crazy that that's kind of where we're at, or more specifically where he's at in uh, his current situation, really just looking for work. And, and he knows that platform uh, can be successful for breaking a story. And I mean, look at what it turned into. Yeah, I, that was that was kind of weird, but uh, still still cool to head to Facebook and and see what he's been doing. Uh, but back to Ohio State. So what what we're going to focus on today is from the Michigan perspective, and you know how how do Michigan fans deal with this? How do we react? That sort of thing. The bedrock of this conversation, I think, should be that we should ignore every impulse to turn this into some kind of partisan politics where it's look at Ohio state, they're drowning. We're Michigan. We're going to get on top of them here soon. We need to ignore every impulse to do that. And uh, I've seen a mixed bag so far, just strictly looking at, at social media. You know, some people are turning this into the demise of Ohio state or uh, the demise personally of urban Meyer but that is just absolutely the wrong approach. And what what have you been seeing in terms of Michigan fans' response? Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of hate built up in a rivalry. There's a lot of there's a lot of hate when your biggest rival has a lot of success. Uh, Urban Meyer, uh, likable by a lot of people, but also one of the most disliked coaches, I would say, just because he's been successful in a, in a couple of uh, big schools, Florida national championships, Ohio State national championships, I mean, big seasons uh, early on and, and both of those coaching stops. And so it's easy guy to hate, dislike. There's people that dislike Alabama just for the sole reason that uh, they're a powerhouse. But for me, I try to separate that hate, and I think some people aren't able to, uh, and they want to turn it into exactly what you were referring to in, in terms of it's just not appropriate. I, I hate it. And I think that most people that I see that are on Twitter in some kind of professional manner, uh, whether it's just trying to keep their professional image as, as positive or someone who's a journalist, someone who uh, is trying not to be biased, I think they're handling it appropriately. It's a lot of the accounts, and not to, not to call out anyone specifically, but it's the accounts that don't have real names, that don't use real pictures. I feel like those kind of fan accounts, you could say, are really the ones that are, are making a mess out of it. And we're also seeing some of that stuff, I think, from like fan blogs, you know, those those blogs that anybody can create and they're run by fans. And you and I have both dabbled in there. I'm I'm not taking a broad shot at blogs. I mean, it's fun. People like to read them. And uh, it's a good way for for fans, I think, to, to stay engaged with their team from a perspective that isn't just strictly newsy, like Nick Bumgarner 
uh, Angelique from the Detroit News. Like, like that's a, just a different way to approach sports. But then you run into ruts, and and this is an obvious time when fan blogs run into into ruts because they do almost immediately turn this into some kind of partisan attack on Ohio State, and it's it's not that that um, it's not like that represents a specific person other than the blog, you know, because of course yeah. there's, there's usually, there's a name attached to it, but what you see is it coming from one blog or another. And then that's what that blog represents now. And which is just, uh, it's not good for the blogging community. Like, you know, and, and like I said, we both have, have been a part of that in the past. And it's a shame that incidents like these, bring bring those blogs to to such a bad place and you know i, I hope that uh i hope there's still time to 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 backtrack in some cases and and maybe correct course but from from what i've seen so far and i'm gonna follow your lead and not name names obviously but it's just been uh it's been not not very good from that side of things and we'll talk about this a little bit later on in the episode but I just hate to see this no matter what the occasion is, no matter what the coach. I think of uh, Rick Pitino. I mean, obviously, some some really messed up stuff went on. You can look down to the stuff that happened in Baylor. I mean, things that are obviously inappropriate, but you, you do hate to see coaches that are, are fun to watch, at least in terms of success. Now, I don't like watching Urban Meyer, and I hate having Ohio State be successful, but what you can't knock him for is being successful and finding a way to win big football games, no matter how he's done it. And so for me, just to have anyone kind of take the narrative of he had it coming for him or, or this is perfect, I hate Ohio State, Michigan's going to have the upper hand now because of all this, I personally don't like that. And one of the biggest reasons is because as a fan and as a follower of Michigan football, I want to see a day where Jim Harbaugh beats an Urban Meyer-led Buckeyes team because Urban Meyer's been beaten up on him even though some of the games have been close. And so for me, I like to try to separate – that just because I think that's what I should do as a decent human being. And two, because I don't want it to become a football thing. It's much bigger than that. There's actual lives that are involved. I mean, the, the Meyer family specifically is, is going to be going through a lot of hell, is going through a lot of hell, and it can really only get worse. Uh, and, and in a situation where Urban Meyer is the head coach or is not, I, I really don't think there's a way he wins in the end because even if he stays or coaches again in the future, this will always loom just as the Florida things continue to do so. So for me, I really try to separate as much as I can and kind of look at it as this is a huge problem. Uh, and it's uh, things like abuse have never been okay, but I think the light on them now is even, is even brighter. Uh, and everyone's really just looking to see how this is going to be handled. And so for me, I kind of focus on that. It's been fascinating to watch it develop. Uh, not really a huge surprise because he at least knew of the circumstances that we're talking about here with Zach Smith. But after the Big Ten conference where he denies what's going on uh, and then just a week later to have all this happening, it's definitely a little bit surprising. And I'm really just eager to see how it all pans out and, and then to see how that reshapes the Big Ten conference, uh, Michigan-Ohio State rivalry, and then ultimately college football and decisions made in the future. I, I saw a tweet and I can't find it. I wish I could give proper attribution here, but it basically said um, this isn't about 
Ohio State or Urban Meyer possibly losing his job, whether uh, he resigns or he's fired, whatever, if that happens. If that's not what this is about. It's about Courtney Smith going through abuse, both physical and psychological, and what's more and more looking like an institutional cover-up, the likes of which we've seen at Michigan State recently. And then you go back to Jerry Sandusky at uh, Penn State. Just very tough times for for the Big Ten, and and that's what this is about. It's about you know, institutions covering these things up, not necessarily Urban Meyer. Oh, is he going to keep his job? Is he going to lose his job? I mean, sure, yes, we're all going to be paying attention to that, obviously. But it, it would be a, a real shame if we lost light of of what this is about at its core, you know. And I think that's the easiest thing for some people to do is is they don't. I don't know, one, put themselves in a situation, and two, some people literally just have zero compassion in life. And I I think that those are the people that we're seeing just totally just disregard and ignore the the serious matter at hand, and it's just literally all about football. And and not to say that there's not a lot of football-related things that this will affect. I mean, this is a dominant head coach potentially uh, losing his job. Uh, not coaching at Ohio State, which could which could mean a lot of things for the Buckeyes. Even though I think we all know after what we saw with Jim Trussell, that the Buckeyes will probably rebound and be fine no matter who the head coach is, because they always seem to get good hires. But I mean, this is this is a huge problem uh, to even have to talk about that. There's people out there that literally don't care about the report or the severity of what's actually happening and what we're discussing, and all they see is. Thank goodness Urban Meyer might finally leave Ohio State. I mean, there's people that, for legitimate reasons, I guess, look forward for a day where Urban Meyer, say, retires and is not the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. I guess I can understand that. There's people that look for Nick Saban to move on, and maybe Alabama won't be as dominant for once. I can understand that, too. But this is not the situation where you're thankful uh, that someone who is a great head coach loses their job uh, and it allows your team to maybe take a step ahead uh, when they've been behind for, for over a decade now. Exactly. So we're going to move on to this next part with the caveat that we are not making this solely about football. We've been talking about that for about 10 minutes now, but I feel like we definitely need to make that clarifier. What, we, what we're going to go into, though, is if Urban Meyer, big if, you know, gets fired, whatever, if he isn't the coach of Ohio State this season, how does that affect the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry? So I'll pass it to you first. What do you think this does to the rivalry if he is not the coach? Well, I think first and foremost, it really changes the dynamic. Like I said, it's Jim Harbaugh versus Urban Meyer. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has been, yes, judged uh, against his performances against Ohio State, but uh, Urban Meyer is the head coach, and when you're talking about a coach, you really kind of compare him against the opposing coach. And I think that the narrative will be, say, Urban Meyer is not head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Say Michigan, Ohio State have a great game. Ultimately, Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines find a way to win. I can guarantee you, at least at the very least, Ohio State fans will blame it on, well, interim head coach, just like the Luke Fickle year where we went six and seven. You should have beat us. We went through so much this year. Uh, Of course, Jim Harbaugh can finally beat the Buckeyes. If Urban Meyer were there, things would always be the same. And that could forever be the narrative uh, if Urban Meyer is not the head coach. But I think also the biggest thing and what's most important in my mind is I think it allows Jim Harbaugh coaching staff uh, 
athletic director, president of University of Michigan, a lot of people who've seen what's happened at Michigan State, uh, whether it's the Larry Nasser stuff or, or some of the stuff with, with Izzo and D'Antonio, uh, Urban Meyer, other, other cases that have been around college sports way too often, it seems like, in the last five years. I think the most important thing in how it affects the, the university and the football program specifically is how they handle these things in the future or if something like this were to come up. Because I think at the end of the day, it's still bigger than football, even in that regard. And Jim Harbaugh has always really been passionate about uh, making young men turn into to grown adults uh, who are going to succeed in many ways beyond football for a lot of them. And I think that this is going to be a big teaching moment. And I'm hoping that not only allows uh, Michigan to have good light on their program. I mean, everyone likes to talk about Jim Harbaugh. But if you look about John Beeline, John Beeline seems like the perfect guy. Everyone always talks about how clean he is and he'd turn himself in if he ran a red light type thing. Like John Beeline is the ideal clean coach until maybe we find something out about him and his program. But I think that you could get a positive image for the Michigan football program and Jim Harbaugh. And maybe finally people will stop talking about nervous chicken and and where he can't he can't find where to look during press conferences and actually take a step back and look and say, Hey, he's running a program in a legitimate way, ultimately, hopefully leading to winning and success. I think people, no matter who you're a fan of, but especially if it's something like major college football or major college basketball, you need to just, as a rule of thumb, prepare yourself for the day when the sky starts falling on your program, because something you never thought could happen is happening. And maybe it's even worse than that, you know, because I mean, we sit here and we we praise Jim Harbaugh and we praise John Beeline. But I mean, we're just one report away from from perceptions being shattered. And if slash when that happens, it's best to not take the Penn State approach, the Michigan State approach, what is becoming maybe the Ohio State approach and defend because of. You know, going back to what we talked about earlier, partisan politics. I think it's, it's best that you just prepare yourself for the possibility that this could happen to your favorite team. So, as, as, in terms of like what this means on the field, I think you're right that it, you know, if he if he's booted in some way, if if, if uh, Urban Meyer is, I mean, and Michigan wins this season, and Ohio State doesn't have a great season, it legitimizes or de, excuse me, delegitimizes Michigan's win in that way because, you know, there's very recent history with Luke Fickle, as you mentioned, the same thing basically happening where Ohio State has a down year, Michigan has a good year, and they win. And in fact, you know, it needed uh, an interception in the last couple of minutes to kind of seal that victory. But it was like, oh, are you kidding me? Like, you were supposed to beat Ohio State. They had an interim coach. This was a turnaround year, yada, yada, yada. So I think that the dynamic will change and it'll be in a way that that still manages to knock Michigan down a peg. Yeah, and I think with Jim Harbaugh as the head coach and just Michigan as a program, I think they're susceptible to having that happen in many situations, always because of something. Uh, is the reason Michigan was successful or is the reason Jim Harbaugh was successful? People love to make uh, excuses. I will say what's different uh, if things pan out and, and Urban Meyer's not the head coach and they go interim, I do think the team's just generally a lot better than that Luke Fickle team in, in terms of Ohio State. Uh, I think that they'd be in a better position to still be good. They might not be as good, and so that's where the Urban Meyer comes into picture. Well, if he was there, they would have been that much better. But I don't think it'd be 
a, uh, a six-win team uh, entering a game against Michigan. I think if it's two good teams uh, that have had a lot of success and possibly have uh, some championship opportunities on the line, whether the Big Ten championship or then obviously, hopefully, unless there's a bunch of two-loss teams that are up for the Big Ten championship, obviously college football playoff implications. I think if Michigan beats a good Ohio State team, no matter who the head coach is, that matters. Uh, but yeah, I do think that Jim Harbaugh, Urban Meyer thing will always be uh, kind of against Michigan in terms of, well, Jim Harbaugh never beat Urban Meyer. Yes, Urban Meyer uh, was let go after a controversy and, and we'll never know what would have happened. Uh, but I think ultimately down the road, uh, if Urban Meyer is not going to be the head coach, and even if they do get a good head coach, it's just beating Ohio State in general. And I think that maybe past this year, especially if they can get a home run higher, if they do have to get a new coach uh, and Jim Howard can maybe beat Ohio State two years in a row, I think we'll kind of put this Urban Meyer stuff behind us and actually maybe give Jim Harbaugh the credit he finally deserves. So eventually Jim Harbaugh is going to be asked to respond to this stuff happening. Do you think he deflects and says something really general, or do you think he actually addresses it in a, in a substantive way? I think he, he does it in a way that's respectful of just college football apologize for my dog everybody but i think he does it in a way <laughs> he's been annoying i apologize for that uh, but i think he does it in a way that's respectful uh acknowledges that urban meyer is a, a good coach uh and, and also i think he probably takes the just the approach the the human approach and the aspect of almost like a, we want to do everything we can uh to make sure that we don't get in this situation uh, and maybe even prove that he would handle the situation better uh, but I do think he'll deflect a lot. I do think people will ask him a ton of questions. I think that he will get sick of those questions eventually. Uh, but I would say all the way up until Michigan plays Ohio State, there's a chance that he will be asked related questions, especially if Urban Meyer is not the head coach. And even if Urban Meyer is a head coach, one of the questions would be, do you think he could have, should have kept his job? Uh, and there's where I think he'll absolutely deflect things and have almost no say. Uh, for me, I'm kind of waiting slash hoping for a tweet, but I also know that this is not the right time uh, to do so. And I don't think he'd go that low, even though he has in a couple of other situations, just because we're not talking about uh, money and, and recruits and the way people do things and, and coaches being sleazy. We're literally talking about abuse allegations, uh, and it's a much more serious matter. Uh, but every time I get the notification that he's tweeted or retweeted, oh my goodness, I get nerves and I go look and Sometimes I'm satisfied it's nothing, but other times kind of wonder what he would say uh, or what at least he's thinking. And I'm sure I've obviously with 30 days uh, until the season starts, uh, we'll know pretty soon. Yeah, no doubt that he's being coached on how to answer these I'm inevitable sure. questions. And I'm, I'm sure it'll be you know, uh, basic cookie cutter stuff that you can't really possibly get in trouble for because that's the safe thing to do. And I'm uh, Jim Harbaugh is known to become quirky or human at times, but I don't think this is the time that he will do that. So any other final thoughts before we close it here? I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, this is obviously going to make a, it already has made a major, major impact on not only college football, but just sports in general. It's all over the news, really everywhere you look, it'll become bigger news. If he is in fact fired, it'll be interesting to see how that's handled in terms of other staff members, uh, and then obviously to see what Ohio State does moving forward. But like I said earlier, 
no matter what situation Ohio State is in now and as bad as it can be, I do honestly think that they will recover because uh, they are a powerhouse team uh, and they've been really successful. And for me as a Michigan fan, one, you hope that John Beeline and Jim Harbaugh remain clean and and keep clean programs and uh, establish themselves in a positive manner in that way. And for Jim Harbaugh specifically, you hope that he takes advantage of, of whatever opportunities he has even if uh, someone was taken away from from an opportunity and an opposing coach. Uh, and you just try to win football games. That's what Jim Harbaugh cares about uh, outside of just turning uh, these these young guys uh, into men that are going to graduate and go on to do big things. And so I'm looking forward to a lot of winning and hopefully uh, just a positive program. And hopefully people will honestly just start talking about Jim Harbaugh and maybe a more uh, lighthearted, positive way rather than sending jabs every single time he does something that somebody doesn't disagree or doesn't agree with. I'll just end by saying or imploring people to ignore your partisan take on this kind of stuff, not just here with Ohio state, but with, with anything. Uh, well, politics, you can get <laughs> politics. You can get partisan when it comes sure. to sports. When you're a fan of something, that's what politics is for. When it comes to sports and you're a fan of something, uh, you know, really just try to find the human side and, and don't take, don't take the partisan approach because that's only going to make things worse. And it's only going to make you look bad. I promise. I've seen it. So thanks for checking us out on the Go Blue Crew. You can follow me on Twitter at Ty underscore Fenwick. And you can follow Derek at Divine Identity. We'll be back next week. Go Blue. Go Blue. Go Blue.